This is Laura Deardo of the Becker's Payer Issues Podcast. Here's your daily industry news briefing for today, March 23rd. First, Senator Bill Cassidy pressed HHS Secretary Javier Becerra on the agency's remote work policies and raised questions around employees' productivity during the Senate Finance Committee hearing meeting, March 22nd. He said he didn't know whether that people at HHS are working because he presented a photo of what he said was an empty parking lot at CMS's headquarters at 10.40 a.m. on March 20th. He said, quote, if there's no cars in the building, it's it's empty. How many full-time employees are at their desk in one of these buildings every day? End quote. Mr. Becerra told the senator that HHS employs nearly 90,000 people across the country and in many locations. After several back and forth, the secretary told the senator that HHS ensures that employees are performing and delivering. Senator Cassidy then said, quote, how many folks are actually sitting at their desk in a government building when they are working full time every day? Clearly, sir, you don't want to answer the question. That kind of begs that the answer may not be flattering, end quote. The senator cited generous telework policies that he said were included in the recent CMS job postings and claimed that HHS employees have told him they are only required to come into the office once a week. Dr. Cassidy specifically inquired about the percentage of full-time employees that worked in person before the pandemic and are now physically back at their desk on any given day. He also sought VPN data to show that HHS employees are accessing their computers and emails while working remotely and asked if salary adjustments have been made for employees that were originally hired in a high cost of living area but are now working remotely somewhere else. Mr. Becerra said, quote, you're limiting the scope of what we do. We have investigators who never sit at their desks. Depending on the work that has to be performed, they will be in the office at some times Sometimes they may be in the field, but that's what's important is that they're performing, end quote. Last September, Mr. Cassidy posed a similar question about remote work policies to the CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky. HHS previously told Congress that among its 80,530 80, total employees in a fiscal year 2018, 51% were teleworking. Among all employees who were eligible for telework in 2018, 75% had chosen that route. According to HHS's current work flexibility policy, a position may be eligible for remote work within or outside of the local commuting area if the nature of the work requires on-site work to be performed less than two days during the typical bi-weekly pay period. The policy allows the agency to terminate an employee for diminished performance and provides details about how employee productivity is overseen by managers. HHS is also required to report productivity and remote participation data to the Office of Personnel Management annually. The full policy, which took effect February 9th, 2022, is available online and Beckers has reached out to HHS for additional comments and will continue to follow the story. Two, the insurance industry is mounting its largest lobbying fight in years against CMS proposed Medicare Advantage rate changes, according to the New York Times. Payer executives and lobbyists are flooding Capitol Hill to engage in a fierce fight, according to the Times report. 
The largest payers, including Humana and United Healthcare, are the most vocal groups lobbying against the rate changes. United Health Group's chief executive has pressed the company's case on the Hill in person as well. Mark Miller, executive vice president of healthcare advocacy group Arnold Ventures, told the Times that payers are pouring buckets of money into the lobbying efforts. Payer and provider groups have urged CMS not to move ahead with the proposed rate changes. Payer groups have said the proposed reimbursement rates constitute a cut to the program. HHS officials have said the proposal is not a cut to Medicare Advantage funding. In addition to courting lawmakers, groups representing payers are putting dollars into advertising campaigns. The Better Medicare Alliance, a group that backed several insurers, said that a Super Bowl ad spurred around 142,000 calls and letters opposing the changes. 3. The American Hospital Association has pushed back against proposed site-neutral payment cuts, arguing that they would reduce access to key healthcare services, particularly in rural and underserved communities. Hospital outpatient departments such as hospital-owned clinics and that provide complex cancer, pediatric, and mental health services should not be paid the same as Medicare rates as standalone physician offices because HOPDs treat patients who visit the facility regardless of the medical complexity or income level, according to the AHA. The association also argued that HOPDs are held to more stringent licensing, accreditation, and regulatory requirements, and enacting site-neutral payments could force hundreds of outpatient clinics to end or cut back their certain services, resulting in job losses and reduced access to care. HOPDs provide services that are not otherwise available in communities for vulnerable patient populations, according to the AHA. HOPDs are more likely to treat Medicare beneficiaries who have both more chronic conditions and more severe chronic conditions, are more likely to have prior hospitalization and higher prior emergency department use, and are more likely to live in communities with lower income levels. The hospital group also argued that site-neutral policies endanger hospitals' ability to provide 24-7 access to emergency care and standby capability and capacity for disaster response. And finally, treating services at the same rate regardless of the site of care dismisses the fact that certain providers can care for most acute, vulnerable, and resource-intensive patients, according to the AHA. The group noted that hospital providers are also the sole source of a range of high acuity services, including emergency and trauma care, that the cost for which must be shared across all services. If you would like the latest in payer and healthcare industry news delivered to your inbox every afternoon, subscribe to the Becker's Payer Issues e-newsletter through our website at www.beckerspayer.com.